0: Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 95. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the Rock is George podcast. And also check us out at the loudest.com on the planet, knac.com. For this episode, I have two guests, vocalist and guitarist Seth Kroll and drummer Zach Fearman of the Boston-based band, The Freaks. They have a fantastic new EP coming out on February 3rd called Poachers. It's a digital-only release. band sort of has that sludge rock, modern rock, little punk rock sound to it. So here they are to tell you more about their upcoming Poachers EP. Here's Seth Kroll and Zach Fearman of The Freaks. If I knew absolutely nothing about the freaks, how would you describe the band's music to me?
1: I, I would say that we we try to embody that like grungy underbelly that like rock and punk used to have. That it's it's a little too polished for me now, to my taste. Obviously, you can find it anywhere. I would I would describe the freaks as trying to embody that that scuzz in a in a in a package most fitting for a live setting.
0: Would you agree with that Zach?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Loud, fuzzy, gross, riffy rock music, man.
0: <laughs> I'd kind of put you guys in the stoner rock category, sort of Black sure. Sabbath-y with like a little modernness to it.
2: That's a that's a nice uh, description.
0: Well this question's for Seth, uh how and when did the band originally form?
1: uh wow that's a good question because it's uh not that simple <laughs> um so i've been using the name the freaks since i was living down in miami um back in 2016 probably and through many many different lineups in many different sounds the name continued as just kind of like something i used um hopefully as just something that would come together um and it really kind of materialized once Ian joined the band and it can like what this freak's lineup is now. Uh, I didn't record anything prior to that. So it doesn't count.
0: <laughs> so. Now Zach, you, you came on to the band this year. So how were you recruited into this?
2: It's about a year and a half ago. Um, I, I, uh, I was living in Nashville at the time uh, I was touring and playing out there and I moved back up here And the pandemic hit, so I wasn't, I didn't play for almost like, you know, a year and a half, two years. And I put out an ad on Craigslist, uh, just like a video of me playing a bunch of different styles. Um, Not really expecting anything good to come from it, because Craigslist never works out, literally ever. Uh, And I got a bunch of terrible responses from people, but then Seth reached out and was like, dude, yeah, whatever, you sound great. Here's my band, uh, the Freaks. Let me know if you like it. I, I literally, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'm like, this is so odd. Like, how is this a Craigslist person, like stranger? Uh, so then we met up, uh, me, Seth, and Ian. We got in a rehearsal, you know, a practice room in Ian's basement, and it was like, as if we had known each other our whole lives, like you know, Cinderella story. Like, you know, the rest is history, as they say. But it was it, literally, it was a Craigslist ad, man. So random.
0: Did The Freaks start off as a cover band, as most club bands do?
1: <laughs> no. I don't think we've ever played a cover.
0: No. Uh, so what does a, a, a freak set list uh, look like? You only have a few EPs under your belt. Uh,
1: so we've got uh, one album and two EPs, and then the one we're dropping now. And I'm also constantly writing, so we've probably got a whole other album's worth of material to work on, too. So there's a lot to draw from.
0: Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that album that's coming out, February 3rd, Poacher's EP. Uh, why do we talk a little bit about the tracks going forward? Is Are you the main lyricist, Seth? And then everybody comes up with the, the music, or is it a collaborative effort first?
1: Yeah, I usually come up with the lyrics, but uh, when something isn't sticking, I'll, I'll run it by the guys
0: okay let's talk a little bit of how uh, poacher gets the tusk came together a little bit of a longer song to kick things off on the ep
1: like our our, our writing process is typically pretty straightforward I, I come up with an idea maybe a hook and some words i bring it to the guys and um it usually comes together pretty fast if it's going to work um I mean, both Zach and Ian have like a pretty good ear and they will, they will call me out if it, if it's not working or not, not gelling, but they're also both good enough that they can make something work for a while. (laughs) Well, (laughs) to your credit,
2: to your credit, like half the time that he comes in with a song and it's like 80% there, 90, like, I mean, he is a very gifted songwriter, so it's not like we we're polishing turds, but it, it is, it's, it's typically, yeah, he comes in with, a lot of the song and then we just, you know, piece the rest together.
1: Yeah. And, and that song I felt like was pretty heavily influenced by, um, the tumultuous period during the 2020, 2021. And, um, I I guess you could say prior to that with the, the Black Lives Matter protests as well. Um, there, there was, there was a lot that kind of fed into that. A lot of these song ideas germinate in my mind and, Eventually, they come out as songs because I don't really have those internal conversations with myself. It just pops out in a song.
0: I feel like the whole EP is sort of uh, tackling social issues beyond uh, what you mentioned with the first song.
1: Yeah. And uh, maybe that's not even initially how I intended it. And in then I read the lyrics after I'm done writing them.
0: You're uh you have a single out ahead of the uh, EP's release called Witch, and this sort of has a backstory rooted in distant relatives of yours. Uh, Rebecca Nurse is a d- distant relative of yours. She was a she was considered a witch in right. the old Salem witch trial days. And uh, if you want to talk a little bit about the story behind that song,
1: yeah, um, that's a song that's actually that goes back a long ways. That's one of the first like songs that became in my mind what I wanted the freaks to sound like. And um through different lineups, it it um it changed and I we added to it and um it, it we even recorded kind of partially it on our first record, but it, it it wasn't really quite right. So we we every show we would end our set with Witch because it was just such a powerful song to us. Um, and that that became kind of, like, our rallying cry of, like, let's re-record this now that we have, like, the final lineup. Um, and that song, to me, like, because of my uh, family connection, because of, um, I guess, my feelings on, uh, y- you can, I guess you can read into it, but um, my, my feelings on, um, like, male and female violence and, that that like i uh it it comes out pretty strong for me
0: absolutely uh zach as a drummer going into a song like this is kind of kind of deep uh how do you approach something like that does does seth kind of give you how to play it or do you just kind of feel the song when he presents it to you
2: it's a little bit of both seth is actually he plays drums as well which is nice. We can speak like drummies to each other, like (laughs) take it up and put, like, give me, you know, do that. Uh, but for the most part, it is, I I just kind of play what I feel, get some feedback from them, but both Seth and Ian groove very hard. Uh, so it makes my job a lot easier to just, they already have a really well-defined sense of time and rhythm. So I can just kind of easily pick up on what I think it's supposed to sound like. And then we just go from there. And Seth's really verbal. Like, Hey, I like that. Don't do that. That was cool. Same with Ian. Like, you know, nice job, but don't do that. <laughs> that kind of stuff.
1: Uh,
0: using the word single for music release seems kind of passe, but do you have another song that you're going to release as a single or video going forward?
1: Yeah, we have a uh, poetry guest, the Tusk, uh, the, the first song on the EP coming that we're going to drop that as well this Friday. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And we have a music video, which we shot for it, which is way beyond better than what we're deserving of. Um, And that should be coming out in the next two weeks.
0: So for this video, did you get like a professional film crew and have them do it?
1: We did, but by accident. <laughs> my uh, my friend, he started out as just the, my my uh, wife, who's a Ma- Boston Marathon runner, uh, one of her running partners, his name is Colby, he's the nicest guy, um, made a mention in passing, oh, I make music videos, and uh, come to find out that he is far too humble. Uh, he has access to $100,000 cameras through his work, <laughs> and way too many nice friends who wanted to spend two days in a row without getting paid and eating pizza
2: in a dark <laughs> warehouse basement
1: yeah it, and it, it, zach you can kind of more attest to the technical s- scope of this but yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, they're very very talented videographers and, and dps and it you know the edits we've seen we're all like I, c- I can't believe we're in this music like it looks like something you would see on like mtv or something we're like wow this is It came out really well. We can't wait to share it with everyone.
0: Did you just film the one video or did you do like a couple at one time since you had this uh, person at your disposal?
1: Just the one so far. Um, But, you know, all of our eggs in one basket, I think it'll be worth it. (laughs) Um, But it won't. It'll be the first of many.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about the song Power Trip and what's kind of the meaning behind that song.
1: Um, That's, again, kind of more about police brutality um and a fascination with authoritarianism uh and basically uh hmm, i guess it's it's a uh, the message and it's a protest on that on that ideology as simple as i can go uh, if i were to read in front of me i could probably divulge more insight but that's that's what i got off the top of my head
0: well to get more insight people just need to listen to the ep right
1: you know, that's a, probably a pretty good suggestion. Good start. Like
0: <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Sludge Rats then.
1: I have a background in environmental science and uh, in, um, in gasoline cleanup uh, in soil and groundwater. Uh, and that song is about basically the, the largest victims of environmental pollution, uh, which is oftentimes uh, people of color and uh, poorer neighborhoods in general that song is basically about them kind of uh, giving a shining a light on that and also maybe a, a rise to uh the fight against that kind of pollution that kind of uh, inequity
0: so has the freaks always been sort of this um politically important cause kind of group when it comes to <laughs> your lyrics
1: um Maybe only uh, subtly, and I don't think anybody's noticed until now, maybe.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, the only song we haven't talked about is Chase Fire Caught Smoke. Maybe, you know, Forest Fires out in California or something like that. Is that is that where <laughs> that was going? No,
1: this song is a little more straightforward. I, I'm a big fan of, like, horror films, and and uh, I, it, it was kind of setting this creepy scene, Um of uh, somebody stalking another, but then they find out through um, through the song, I guess, by the end, they find out that they're actually um, fairly meaningless without that person's attention. Um, Have have you ever uh, listened to the song Cactus by the Pixies? No, well, I'd highly recommend it. (laughs) It, it, It's kind of a riff on that idea.
0: Okay. I'm terrible at interpreting songs, so I just like the grooves and I like kind of like the way that it all comes out. I'm one of those guys. Sometimes I'll get deep into it, but I don't really have the time to philosophize sometimes.
1: Well, I, I sincerely hope that you can enjoy it on a surface level. <laughs> that would be doing the job for some, first and foremost. Right.
0: Exactly. Did you guys produce the EP yourself or did you work with a producer?
2: We uh, had Alex, man. he's uh the head engineer at the bridge sound and stage in Cambridge. Um, Produced it. I mean, we, we, you know, produce is a relative term, but yes, I mean, he was the engineer, the recording engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer, kind of like, you know, the fifth Beatle for us in a lot of like, hey, how do we, what do we do here? And he's like, try this. And we're like, brilliant. You know, he's he's a very talented engineer and producer.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Have you worked with him before on past releases?
1: Yeah, the last two EPs, we worked with him.
0: All right. Uh, why why take the EP route instead of uh, releasing a full album?
1: Um, so we can release faster, more often, <laughs> um, and so that the freshest ideas are out faster. So we're thinking about doing an LP, though.
2: Maybe the next one would be cool if we could do an actual full length.
1: I, I would like that. Definitely.
2: You, Seth's got more than enough material already, so there's a good chance it will be.
0: So are you on the EP as far as getting the music out faster? Are you guys doing a physical product for this EP?
1: This time we're not. Uh, it's the first time we've tried not doing that. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, they they buy the tapes, they buy the CDs, um, but how often do they actually listen to it? Most times, I mean, rarely, <laughs> especially the tapes. Yeah, um, they, they
2: want to... I feel like especially now when everybody listens for the most part on streaming, like you go and see a band and like, you have tapes, you have a CD, whatever, unless you have vinyl. But even then, like most of the time they're just buying merch because they want to support you. Like, Oh, that was, I love the show. Let me buy this to support your band. But like, I don't have a tape player in my car. I don't have a CD player in my, you know what I mean? So it's like, they're doing it to be nice, but they're probably not actually going to listen to it. So it's like, you know, look, We're doing a thing now where we're going to be like, we have QR codes at the end of our show. So people come up to us and bang, scan. It's right on your Spotify. So that's that means, you know, that'll translate. At least we're hoping a lot more than to printing a tape as if it's 1996, you
0: know? (laughs) (laughs) So if someone were to go to a show and they wanted something physical related to the band, would you have t-shirts in lieu of actual physical music product?
1: Yep we got plenty of T-shirts um, and we're working on more merch from there.
0: You have a couple of local dates coming up. You have one on the 14th, which isn't that far away in Cambridge at the Cantab Lounge. And this is to kind of promote that single release you talked yep. about earlier. Uh, what can people expect kind of at this show?
1: It's going to be an excellent show because we've got Zip-Tie Handcuffs, which is a band that we've really enjoyed from this area for a long time. Um, somehow we coaxed them into joining. <laughs> um, and a couple of our other friends uh, in Wicked Dead and Black Hatch. It's, it's just going to be a really fun night. Um, we've, we're going to be playing the the whole EP front to back as well. In order. Yeah.
0: Have you played with these bands before, Zip-Tie Handcuffs, Wicked Dead, or Black Hatch?
1: we played with wicked Dead and black hatch, um, a few times, but, uh, first time was Zip time.
0: Awesome. And then you have another show planned, uh, a few weeks after that at the middle East in Cambridge. Uh, that's the official album release show. So I assume you're going to play the EP from beginning to end there as well. Yeah.
1: And a few extra surprises as well.
0: And you're playing with land downer and miracle blood for that show Are these bands you guys have played with before
1: landowner and uh miracle line we've we've run into them in (laughs) passing yeah i know (laughs) um
0: and i was uh, thinking i was thinking lands down street i'm like it's got to be related to land down street (laughs) yeah um we
1: we haven't played with either of them but uh we're good friends with both of them for different reasons so it's a it's kind of like a nice getting the chance to finally play this share this bill with them
0: the Boston and outside of Boston area musicians all pretty much know each other, and it's kind of like a community to help support each other, correct? Absolutely. I
1: like hope so. Yeah, that's that's the intent.
0: Are you just gonna stay that that local? Or are you guys gonna tour around the state or New England, or do you have aspirations to go further?
2: <laughs> I've uh I I toured for a long time um doing things, and now I have a, a wife and kids soon to have two kids ian's got three kids so they're they're seth and ian are always more like come on Milla, let's let's go out there and i'm like mm, i'm all set but I, we we will we'll be playing in new like you know we seth's from western mass we're going to play out there more we're going to be playing in rhode island you know regional i would say
1: yeah we got, we got a lot of inroads to build first i think
2: right
0: you guys release are releasing this music independently. You don't have a label, correct? Correct. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you shopped? Have you shopped the material around yet?
1: Um, lightly, but I I also feel like there's and Zach can attest to this. Like sometimes it's not really you know the juice isn't worth the squeeze when it comes to labels. You know if you can do it yourself and you can control that process start to finish it's pretty rewarding
2: well and a lot of the time not a lot of the time but there are times where a record label now is like some guy in his mom's basement with a laptop and they are like okay i i think we're all right without you right now you know we have the internet we can do it for ourselves for a while you know
0: well i would say you have a pretty big international pr company and ear split pr so i mean you got at least that going for the band
1: that's a good Yeah, thing. that's that's a that's a very recent thing. Um yes. and we're really, really lucky to be working with Dave. He's a great guy.
0: Did you just solicit them in an email or did they reach out to you? How did the relationship with Ear Split come about?
1: Well, there's this band called Bedtime Magic. <laughs> and uh they're from our area. We're good friends with them. And Nick, um, their singer is on, on a couple of our tracks as well for the CP. And uh he had Recommended your split because uh, he, they had worked with them previously and had good some good results. So, you know, friends of friends.
0: And again, the local musicians supporting each other. Bingo, that works. You guys were nominated for best rock artist of the year, the Boston Music Awards in 2021. That's a pretty uh, good feat for a band that's got just a handful of releases.
1: Yeah, we were pretty shocked. <laughs> Came out of left field. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we 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 just kind of put our nose to the grindstone. We work hard. Um, if if somebody wants to recognize that, that's great. We mostly just want people to listen to the music and come to the shows.
0: Something, uh, something like that. I assume that there was a there was one of your releases involved. I couldn't tell if it was Head Made a Glass EP or Dirty Money Lip Service.
1: Yeah, I think it's both. Um, that were in consideration because we released them pretty close to each other.
0: Do they have a big ceremony that you're invited to when you're nominated, or is it more of just like uh, yeah, an internet presentation of some type?
1: No, it's it's a whole thing. They filled... Uh, oh, shoot. Where did they go? It's it's Brighton Music Hall is where they had it, and they filled it's the still. room. It's, it's a huge, huge, huge get-together. Um, so... Like I said, we weren't expecting it because we're. I, I'd still definitely consider us smaller band, but high aspirations, working hard.
0: Well, I mean, you lost to a veteran, so that's not the worst thing. Dinosaur <laughs> Junior has been around since I was a kid. I think I think they should be calling themselves <laughs> Dinosaur Senior now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they probably should. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe they were nominated. I was. I was like. Come on, man. This is supposed to be like local bands. Dinosaur Jr. has been around for like 30 years, 34, however long, long time.
1: Yeah. Ironic thing is like I grew up listening to Dinosaur Jr. because they're from my area. I saw them as kind of like, oh, hey, a band from Western Mass can make it. And uh, to have them, you know, crush me is kind of like a childhood dream come true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so are there – have are there any other bands in your life besides the freaks? A lot of guys are playing in multiple bands just to kind of keep working constantly.
1: No, I think we're all a hundred percent on this band. All the material goes towards this band. All the effort goes towards this band. It's a hundred percent from every, each of us. Right. I, I like the hope so, Zach. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I used
2: to do a bunch of do that where I'm playing, supporting an artist and playing a couple of different bands and things. And, it's been uh it gets to be a little overwhelming so it's been really fun and awesome to just like this is our band this is where all the creative juice goes it's it's great
0: and you might just be the first drummer that's not in 10 bands cuz i always thought it was a minimum <laughs> if you played yeah. drums you had to be in 10 bands
2: i did that in my 20s i'm 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 all set <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Were you guys in any other local bands prior to the freaks kind of going full steam? Zach
2: exactly. was. I was, yeah. Um, I went to college in Boston and like I graduated in 2010. So a few years before that, and of X amount of years after that, I was in um my my own band. We were called King Orchid, uh kind of this two piece weird experimental rock loud band, really fun. I played in this band called Dirty Dishes. Um, so I was in the Boston rock scene, maybe like, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. It's weird to even say out loud, like a while, a while ago. And then I moved away to like Nashville and stuff and kind of took a break from the Boston scene. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I played all the, you know, great Scott and O'Briens and, you know, all that stuff back in the day too.
0: The Nashville music scene, um, I hear is quite the scene is how much different is it than the Boston scene?
2: Very, um, country is king there still, you know, it's, it's everybody is, you know, assimilates Nashville with country music for good reason, but there's a, there's a lot more to it there. I played in a punk band when I was there. Um, there's a lot of pop, there's a hip hop scene there, um, there's a huge industry presence in Nashville, meaning like record labels and like, you know, publishing companies and stuff like that. So it, there's definitely more of that bigger scale feel when it comes to that side of music. But um, it's similar in that there's there's a lot of really good musicians all over Boston, lots of really good bands, lots of good artists. And it's like that and that they, they share that. there's It's a high caliber of musicianship, you know.
0: Well, those are all the questions I have for you today. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. The new EP is out February 3rd, digital streaming. It's called Poachers. Uh, Sounds great. Thank you, Seth. And thank you, Zach. Sorry, I forgot your name.
1: No, no worries. (laughs) No problem. Hey, thanks, George.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Once again, I want to thank Seth and Zach of The Freaks for coming on the Rock is George podcast. Be sure to check out their latest EP, Poachers, out February 3rd through their Bandcamp page. Head over to thefreaks.bandcamp.com. Take a listen to what's available. If you like what you hear, buy a copy. Support the artist. For all things Freaks related, head over to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash thefreaksband. I also want to thank... David Brenner of Earsplit PR for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. I'll see you again soon.